The bagpipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rab Show podcast is very kindly sponsored by G1. G1 Reeds and Chanters were played in 8 out of the 9 winning World Championship performances in 2017, including the newly crowned Grade 1 World Champions in Vararian District, and also for some bands, including the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So many thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rap Show podcast. And it's a cold one. Yeah, freezing where I am right now, where I'm recording this. In fact, just outside the door where I am at, there's like almost a whole foot worth of snow. Yeah, it's the middle of winter and it's absolutely freezing. So I hope wherever you are listening to this, that it's nice and warm wherever you are. (laughs) Be you on the bus if you're on your journey into work or out of work or wherever you may be listening to this. Yeah, I hope you're keeping warm, because I'm absolutely freezing. I've got myself a bit of a heater running here, actually. I'll just hit it a kick for you. Yeah, there you go. Doing visual things on a podcast. But yeah, I've got a wee heater sitting here beside me, and a big cup of tea, and yeah, a script, and it's absolutely freezing. So, this podcast might be a short one, (laughs) depending on how cold I am, of course. But do you know what? It kind of opens up the podcast well this week because we're going to be talking about winter storm, of course. So we're currently going through a bit of a winter storm here in Northern Ireland. So it's kind of apt, I think, that we talk about winter storm. Did you enjoy it, first of all? Wasn't it just amazing? We'll get into that. We'll get into the whole thing about winter storm. We'll talk about it in a bit. But first of all, Let's give a shout out to our wonderful patrons. Yes, you guys that have clicked that support button on our Patreon page, you are awesome. So thank you to Brandon Moreno, uh, LoneStarPiper.com and Twisted Thistle. You guys are awesome! Thank you so much for clicking that support button. Because yes, we're running into the season very soon. Believe it or not, February sees an awful lot of concerts and stuff. So does March, April. And then... Lo and behold, you're running right into the season, into May, with the first competition here in Northern Ireland being banger. And I've just got it on the grapevine that apparently dates for the 2018 season have just finally been confirmed, but they haven't been published yet. So we're waiting with bated breath to finally get our completed or confirmed dates for the Northern Ireland piping calendar. So once those are released, I'll be all over it. But... As you all already know, the calendar for our major championships has already been published on the RSPBA uh, site. So if you want to plan your calendar accordingly, just have a look at that. Right, time to fly on. And yes, as I said, let's look at Winter Storm. First of all, I have to give a massive, incredible thank you to the guys at the Dojo University. You guys deserve your weight in gold. The, the live streaming that the Dojo University provided for us, uh, for us international people, was just second to none. It was incredible. The sound quality, picture quality, everything that they managed to produce at the Winter Storm event this past weekend in Kansas City was just incredible. So thank you very much to everyone there at the Dojo University. It was just awesome. So... If anything, they still have a button available on their website. If you look at the Winterstorm website itself, they do still have a button available where you can go and donate and say thanks. 
basically. And every penny that is donated goes towards helping support the live stream because obviously something like that doesn't come cheap. So even if it's only a dollar up all the way up to, I'm sure they'll take hundreds of thousands of dollars if you want. But yeah, any small donations at all are gladly received. So yeah, go and check out Winterstorm's website. You can click that wee support button because all the work that the guy's done over this past weekend was just awesome. Now, let's talk about the standard of music. At all levels, I have to say, I was so surprised. Of anything, whenever you look at the amateur levels, you know, with the people who aren't in the professional series or even the gold medal series, the standard was so high. Like, it really was. And I'm not even just playing lip service and, oh, Rob, you're being impartial again. No, I'm not. If anything, I was really pleasantly surprised. On previous years where you could have maybe thought, hmm, some ropey performances in there. But no, this year the standard was so high. If anything, it seems to be raising every year. So if it's 2018 starting like that, God only knows where we'll be in 2019. You know what I mean? 2019 winter storm is going to be off the chain. So... Yeah, let's have a look at it. First of all, of course, we're talking about the competition that happened on the Friday. Friday was the main competition day, and they had a record entry for people competing for prizes. This was the biggest competition that they had ran at Winter Storm. So, by all accounts, if you came out top of the pile on any of these, you deserve a giant pat on the back. Because, yeah, the competitive field was huge. And if anything, a lot of them read like a list of the who's who in the piping world. So... Let's get down to it. Let's get to the results. Now, I'm not going to read out second, third, fourth. I'm not going to go through all of that. I'll read out your winners because otherwise I will be here forever because there was a lot (laughs) happening on the Friday. So, starting off with the United States Silver Medal PIBRA competition. That went to Zephyr Knickel. Or Zephyr Nickel. I think that's the way. (laughs) Knickel. Ah, Rab! See, this is down to stuff that Rab got drunk. Brilliant. Yeah, Zephan, congratulations. First place there. Good God, Rob. Yeah, the gold medal tenor drumming and the gold medal bass drumming went to one person, Andrew Elliott of the Field Marshal Montgomery. Well done, Andrew. Lifting both the tenor drumming and bass drumming prizes. Whew, not a small feat at all. So, two gold medal winners going back to Houston, Texas there with Andrew. Congratulations. Now, the North American Amateur Kale Bragg competition... And the North American Amateur Peabrook both went to one person as well. That went to Phil Montan. Hey, there you go. Congratulations. If, if anything, lifting two you know, top amateur prizes as well. Not to be sneezed at. But again, coming from Texas, you know, there's, there's a, definitely a pedigree of piping and drumming there in Texas. I'd say it would appear. Now, on to the North American Professional Keel Bag Competition. We have Sarah Muir. Now... I'm very fortunate, thanks to a good friend of the show, Mr. Jim Williamson, he actually managed to grab a quick recording of Sarah. So, with Sarah's prize-winning performance in the professional keel bag competition, without further ado, it would be rude not to. So, here is Sarah's performance that managed to lift her the prize.
there you go. What did you think of that? That was Sarah Moore, of course. That was one of her prize-winning performances that lifted the Kiel Bag competition. That was, yeah, nothing short of special. Well done, Sarah. Now, on to the North American Amateur Drumming Championships. That went to Bryce Kreger, of course. Yeah, so well done, Bryce. The North American Gold Medal Drumming Championships. Yeah, they went to Grant Cassidy. There you go. The gold medal snare drumming went to Grant Cassidy, of course, of the Red Hot Chilies and of St. Lawrence O'Toole. So, well done, Grant. I think he was just a little bit happy to pick up the top spot there. So, congratulations, Grant. Now, the United States gold medal Peabrook competition went to Alistair Lee. Yeah, of course, of Canada there. British Columbia. Yeah, well done, Alistair just top class. If anything, I would have loved to have heard the performance in person because I've heard that the tone in the room itself was something to behold. So perhaps he listening to recordings and stuff doesn't really do it justice. And apparently Alistair's pipes were booming, I think. Booming was the word that was used to describe his sound. So well done, Alistair. Yeah, congratulations. So... That was it for the competition on the Friday. Lots of prizes dished out, loads of medals, loads of pictures being taken and everything. Everyone had a grand old time. Then on to the Saturday. We had all sorts of workshops and stuff that unfortunately us living internationally didn't get to see. But we heard all about it. Apparently the workshops were just crammed. Every single one of them. You had to really book in advance. And if anything, yeah, supply did not meet demand. Everyone... Who wanted to get a spot, hopefully got a spot, but there has been reports of people not getting. So, yeah, commiserations guys, but you were warned to book your spot early to get into those workshops. So, yeah, that's what it was. The workshops were all day Saturday, and then of course on Saturday night was the big Winter Storm concert. Now, of course, that was live streamed, all thanks to the guys at the Dojo University again. And I have to admit, I was up until about 2.30, maybe 3 a.m., Watching it all live until I finally keeled over. Yeah, I, I admit it. I fell asleep. <laughs> I fell asleep in between acts. I think I was actually waiting for Fred Morrison to come on. And yeah, I just couldn't, couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. I think the time difference kind of whooped my backside. So, But thank you to the Dojo University. I think by all accounts there has been rumours that it may well be uploaded to YouTube. Perhaps I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but I think they are still available on the live stream uh, app or even the website. I think you can still go back and watch it. So, I don't know. Perhaps I'm wrong. Maybe it's just rumours going around and I shouldn't really be reporting rumours, so forgive me. But, yeah, there is talk that possibly uh, that these clips and things from Winterstorm could be uploaded somewhere so we can enjoy them. Who knows? So, But, yeah, if there is anything uploaded anywhere, rest assured... Yeah, I'll be all over it and I will let you guys know. Because the concert itself, I have to say, what I've seen of it live was just incredible. And if anything, one of the highlights for me uh, was the Simon Fraser guys at the very beginning. Uh, They played a tribute at the start of the night. And talk about goosebumps. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, go along and watch uh, the live stream back again. I think you can still do that, or if it is even indeed uploaded anywhere, definitely go and check it out. The Winterstorm concert was kind of the stuff of legends, you know, but what went before previous years and this year certainly did not disappoint. Uh, we've uploaded a few little clips and stuff, uh, you know, onto the Rab Show page. You know, like Fred Morrison was on, so I got to see his performance. So Fred, of course, put on a blistering show. But, of course, even as Stuart Little as well played a blistering set. Along with, you know, uh, just so many people 
The whole concert itself was just incredible and lived up to the hype. And then, of course, you had after that Winter Steam. Now, Winter Steam. <laughs> Apparently, it was something like $20, $22 for the pint glass. And then it was almost a competition between people to see how many pints you could drink. <laughs> I think, by all accounts, it was a great night. Everyone had a lot of fun and not too many hangovers the following morning, by all accounts. I think a lot of people, yeah, as much as they were trying to make a competition out of it, um, <clears throat> you know, drink sensibly and all that. But uh, yeah, a lot of people seem to have a, the best time. And so I'm just insanely jealous of everyone who was at Winter Steam. Because I think there was one time I seen uh, uh, Craig Calhoun, I think, was sitting behind a piano. Um, I think Andrew Elliott was on tenor. I think, I can't remember who was on, who could, I think it was Colin Bowman was piping. And, you know, basically, to describe it, it's just a bit of a gather up. Do you know what I mean? It's a big party. And everyone just decide, you know, just brings a snare and brings a set of pipes and a bass with them. You know what I mean? And just has a party. You know, and people get up and play a few tunes and sit back down again and have a few, few beers and have a chat with their mates. And it just seems like the best time possible. Do you know what I mean? It's like a big piping and drumming party. And that's awesome. You know, it was really, really cool to watch. There was a live stream of it for a short while on their Facebook page and again we've shared it out on the rab show page so yeah if you missed any of those kind of performances just kind of ramshackle gather ups go and have a look yeah they're good fun actually you know so go and check that out so i have to say in closing this year's winter storm was just brilliant i have to say a massive thank you to uh yeah the guys who were there covering it for me on the ground we had stevie mcquillan was on he was on the uh the faculty he all he managed to get quite a few photographs for me as well as jeremy as well from lone star piper he managed to get backstage and get a good few photographs and stuff of backstage for me and some of the action as well yeah it was just those audio recording that they just heard there of sarah that came from jim williamson who was in the crowd it was just yeah i got a lot of stuff sent by you guys who were there at Winterstorm, and yeah i'm insanely jealous of you all it's not fair <laughs> <laughs> it looked like an incredible event and yeah if you haven't been to Winterstorm and you have the ways and means to get to it please do yeah if you do live local to it or even if you don't yeah try and make an effort to get to it Winterstorm does seem to be quite awesome to be honest and if anything it's something that I would look towards getting to myself in future years yeah I'm really going to have to make an effort I would love to get to Winterstorm I think it'll be an awesome time anyway that plus the amount of barbecue see the amount of photographs i've got sent to me of barbecue ribs and things yeah please (laughs) no more photographs of barbecue from kansas Mm, yeah it just looks awesome and it's yeah it's not good because in january i'm supposed to be behaving myself and all i want to do is eat but yeah all that barbecue man just looked incredible so that was it for winter storm 2018 thank you so much to the dojo university for streaming everything again that donate button is there that you can donate and say thank you um and yeah and donate and just support their amazing work those guys really pulled the finger out and yeah just worked their socks off all weekend so thank you so much everyone at the dojo university and to all the organizers at winter storm what an incredible event just awesome so roll on next year i can't wait right 
Let's fly on. We do have more piping news. Do not fear. Right. Mackenzie, Caledonian Pipe Band. Yes, they're holding a concert to raise funds for the band. The 9th and 10th of February. So it's going to be held twice. So in case you miss it on the first night, you can get it on the second. So this is going to be in the Gardine, this is Gardine Theatre in Dundee. I can just about pronounce that. Yep. Gardine Theatre in Dundee. Tickets are 14 quid and will feature such acts as Ross Ainsley, Robbie Ward, the Dundee Gallic Choir, Journey North, which are an amazing band, by the way, if you haven't seen Journey North. Yeah, really, really good. So, um, uh, Leslie Bowman, Highland Dancers, and the drum major, of course, Jamie Couples. So that's happening on the 9th and 10th of February. Tickets are 14 quid. Contact any member of Mackenzie Caledonian Pipe Band to grab your tickets. You can contact them through their social media. Now, that brings me on to my next story. It's kind of weird the way I worked that into my script, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> Mackenzie Caledonian Pipe Band, of course, announced, yeah, just last week, that their new drum major will be Jamie Couples, here from Sunny Nornarn. Yeah, so congratulations, Jamie. So, yeah, he'll be fronting up Mackenzie Caledonian Pipe Band running into the next 2018 season. Yeah, wish you well, Jamie. And, to, of course, to Mackenzie Caledonia for uh, yeah, organising this pretty awesome concert with Ross Ainsley, Robbie Ward, all the list I've just mentioned there. It sounds like a pretty awesome night. And for it to run two nights, two nights in a row, 9th and 10th of February, it's going to be worth checking out. So best of luck with the fundraising, guys. And also to Jamie with your new role as, yeah, drum major of the mighty Mackenzie Caledonia. Well done, guys. Right. Next bit of news. Talking about concerts, St. Lawrence Atul have confirmed that they're hitting the big stage for 2018. I think I did mention it on last week's podcast, but it hadn't been confirmed at that stage. It was only kind of talk and hearsay, but here we have it. It's in black and white now. St. Lawrence Atul have confirmed that they will be hitting the big stage for 2018 for the big one. The big pre-Worlds concert that's held every year in the Royal Concert Hall in Glasgow. So... You talk about excited, because the last time St. Lawrence Atul hit the stage, of course, was back in 2010 at the Pre-Worlds concert, when they won the Worlds. So they, yeah, they hit the stage at Glasgow that weekend, they went in and lifted the World Championship. So no doubt they'll want to repeat that again in 2018. Now, to be fair to them, St. Lawrence Atul... Yeah, they've got every chance of doing it, you know what I mean? Consistently this year they've been in the top three... Uh, but just because of the battle that happened this year between Inverary and Field Marshal, they never really seemed to pip into the top two. But 2018 could be St. Lawrence's year. I did peg them as one of my possible dark horses in one of my New Year's shows. So, you never know. Now that we have it confirmed that they'll be hitting the big stage for the big pre-Worlds concert, they're going to be working their socks off, producing all sorts of new material. So, bringing it to the big stage, I can't wait to see it. So, though it's not officially verified yet, there are reports that other grade one bands are going to be booked for, yeah, for another few years. <laughs> now, we're talking about Scottish Power Pipe Band, possibly Inverary. Yeah, Scottish Power apparently for 2019 and Inverary for 2020. Now, this is only rumours, I have to say, because this was put on PipesDrums.com, plus we got it sent to us as well, and a couple of emails from you guys. Um, so yeah, there's been a few rumours that 2019 will be Scottish Power, and then 2020 will be Inverary. Now I have to say this hasn't been confirmed yet. There's been nothing set in stone. These are only rumours. 
don't go and book your flights and your tickets and all now because, yeah, who knows? Come 2019, it might not be Scottish Power. It could be somebody else. And, it, you know, 2020 might not be Inverary. It could be someone else. So don't go by what you hear on the podcast, but it is rumoured that this is what's happening in the next couple of years. But let's look at this year, 2018. St. Lawrence are in action at the big pre-Worlds concert. Now, as you all know, tickets for this are going to be like hen's teeth. You're not going to find them anywhere. As soon as they're released, they're gone. Okay? Now, be warned. As soon as I hear that these tickets are going to be available for sale, I will post the link on our social media. I will post it up on our Facebook page, plus I'll post it on the Rab Show Twitter, and I'll just say, go. Go and get them. Okay? If you're going anywhere near Pipe and Live this year, or anywhere near the World Championships, and you're going to be there on the Wednesday nights, you want to go to this concert, okay? I can't stress that enough. <laughs> Let me see. We had Field Marshall's Impact, which made the double album epic that they had recently. Plus, you had Shots and Dykehead when they had Rise. That's been recorded, by the way, but still no plans or details of how it's going to be released on that. So, hmm. But by all accounts, I think the concert was just the stuff of legends, and I can't wait to hear recordings of it. So... But yeah, these concerts do not disappoint. The grade one bands that produce these really pull the lead out. And yeah, they're there to impress. Now, one band that knows how to put on a show, St. Lawrence at all. If anything, if anyone's seen the Evolution DVD back in 2010 that was produced by St. Lawrence at all, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. So you're going to want to get tickets for this. Trust me. So as soon as I hear a whisper of when they're going to be released, I will let you know. And plus, if I hear anything about confirmation for 2019 or 2020, yeah, I'll let you know as well. Okay. Sent to us by a listener of the show. Yes, we've talked about this on the show, about bagpipes being built out of unusual materials. Apparently, a company called Moral Bagpipes, Moral Bagpipes, are making pipes out of all sorts of unusual woods and finishes. Now, recently we just uploaded, uh, or shared out, sorry, uh, a post by Marl Bagpipes that they were made out of, like, a really bright coloured wood. Like, they were really, like, they looked like the same kind of wood that you would make a drumstick out of. You know, really light in colour. Uh, but the tone from them was just incredible. If anything, it kind of showed that you don't need to make pipes out of African blackwood all the time. Because what we've done is we shared it out and we asked you guys, the listeners, what your thoughts were. What did you think of them? Now, as you are aware, the internet is a, <laughs> it's a bit of a dangerous place whenever you're asking people for opinions. Because they can be pretty forthcoming and go, Oh, Rob, those things are terrible. Throw them in the fire, damn it. But, yeah, everyone seemed to love them. And that, you know, they say, oh, they sound really cool, you know, I'd like to hear them in person and maybe with a different chanter. Definitely go and check these guys out. Moral Bagpipes, that's M-O-R-R-I-L-L, Bagpipes. Definitely worth checking out because they're doing some interesting things. Now, say, we mentioned on the podcast, I think it was last week we are talking about Kinnear Bagpipes. They're continuing as well uh, with making their unusual sets of pipes. They're making them out of all sorts of different materials. But finishing them with, you know, uh, blackwood furls and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know. Do pipes need to be made out of African blackwood? Now, this could be a possible podcast in the future where, I don't know, we'll, we'll, be, get, we'll get chatting to some bagpipe makers and see what their opinion is about using and working with other materials. 
Clearly, with any material that you're going to be working with, it has its own set of problems. And essentially what we're going to be looking for is tone. We're looking for sounds. If anything, you wouldn't really care what it looks like as long as it sounds awesome. And that's my opinion, but I'm a drummer, what do I know? So, I don't know, possibly it's another topic of the week. We could be chatting to a bagpipe maker and talk all about that. But if anything, I would like to know your opinion. You know, uh, should pipes just be specifically made out of African blackwood? Or should you experiment and start making them out of plastic, out of Lego? Should you 3D print them? Should you make them out of, you know, I don't know, balsa wood or something? I don't know, plasterboard? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can do all sorts now, can you? But yeah, it's interesting. It's a topic that we could look at. You know, possibility of making pipes more affordable, maybe by making out of a cheaper material. I don't know. I don't know. It's another topic we talk about. Okay, flying on. We've got a lot of more piping news here. Port Leithen and District are delighted to announce the appointment of Kevin Yukert as their pipe sergeant. Yes, this was announced there not too long ago. Port Leithen have appointed a new pipe sergeant. So Kevin, who's 38 from Turriff, he played with Turriff and District Pipe Band for over 25 years and is a well-known figure in the local piping community because, of course, yeah, the amount of people who emailed this to me saying, Oh, Kevin's been appointed. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so he's well-known in the piping community and in and around Aberdeenshire there. So as Turriff's pipe sergeant for many years, Kevin enjoyed many competition successes with Turriff and District. And so... Yeah, now he is pipe sergeant at Port Leithen and District. So, he's been with Port Leithen and District now since 2016. So, yeah, taking the step up to pipe sergeant. Congratulations, Kevin. We wish you well. And to the guys of Port Leithen as well. Wish you well as well. Because, you know, because running through this winter has been difficult for all bands. But, hopefully not for you guys. So, we're hoping that you're busy working away and we can't wait to see you on the grass. Now... Saturday, the 10th of February. I've mentioned this, I don't know how many times, but the Red Hot Chili Pipers are coming to Belfast. Yes, they're hitting the big stage at the SSE Arena in Belfast. Now, for those of you who have been to the arena in Belfast, you know it's not a small venue by any means. And, yeah, reports are is that this venue has nearly almost sold out. So if you haven't got a ticket yet... You're missing a trick. The Red Hot Chilies live, if you've never seen them live... Yeah, if you're listening to this and you're from Northern Ireland, grab your ticket now. I cannot stress, get it now because whenever it comes up to the 10th of February, I do not want to hear any messages going, uh, Rob, can you sort me out with tickets? Because the answer will be, no, they're gone. Okay? <laughs> so there you go. You've been warned. Grab your tickets for the Red Hot Chilies now because they will be gone very soon. 10th of February, SSE Arena in Belfast. Go to the SSE Arena box office. And grab your tickets when you can. Okay, the Western Australian Police Pipe Band. Go on the Wapol. Yeah, they've just announced that they're in the process of recording a new album. Which is all sorts of awesome. So, no details of any release date or anything yet. But apparently the band will announce all this shortly. They're currently taking requests at the minute. Now this puts an interesting twist on it. What they want to know is a traditional tune that you would like to hear the band play on their new album. And they're throwing it out there to their Facebook fans. So for those of them out there who have hit that like button on the Western Australian Police Pipe Band, you have the opportunity to request a tune. And it will be entered into a draw... And the band will simply draw out the tune and perform it and record it as part of their new album. So, yeah, traditional tunes. I reckon 
You know, you don't normally hear a lot of road tunes on recordings of pipe bands nowadays, especially 4-4s, 3-4 tunes, even 6-8s seem to be kind of relegated to the doldrums. Normally it's all big blistering hornpipes and reels and, yo, let's go boys, you know, big sets like this. So, yeah, it's really cool that the the Wapol are, yeah, putting it out there and wanting traditional tunes. So, hopefully, they're going to be recording my favourite tune, the Round Tree. I know a lot of people laugh at me whenever I say the Round Tree is my favourite tune. But it really is, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> I know, I know, the Round Tree is sad. It's a, uh, come on, it's my favourite tune. So, yeah, if you are interested, go along to the Wapol uh, Western Australian Police Pipe Band on Facebook and just to find their poster, and you can suggest a tune for them to record. So if there is any other details about the release of this new album, we will let you know, don't worry. So hopefully that will be announced soon. Now, the Field Marshall Montgomery Pipe Band, in case they haven't won enough, <laughs> in 2018 they are to receive a special award as part of the TG4's Traditional Irish Music Awards here in Ireland. So, this award is quite prestigious. Uh, so, the Lisburn Bass Band, of course, will be presented with the warm the award at the Graham Keogh concert, the award ceremony in the Belfast Waterfront Hall on Sunday, the February the 4th. The whole thing will be broadcast live on Irish language channel TG4, widely regarded as the Oscars of Irish music. The Graham Kale ceremony ceremony is making its first visit to Belfast in the award's 21-year history, as well as gaining world championship status 11 times now. The Field Marshal Montgomery have held more than 20 All-Ireland titles, so they have produced four highly successful albums to date, and they've been bringing traditional music audiences across the world to piping and drumming. So this award, as I've said is seen as the Oscars of Irish traditional music. So for the Field Marshal Montgomery to lift this award is quite prestigious. On hearing the band is to receive the Graham Cale Award, Richard Parks said it's an honour to be recognised by our peers through this award, particularly because the standard of traditional music is so high we are overwhelmed. We are extremely grateful for the support we have received over the years and remain as driven and motivated as ever for the future. There you go. That's a classic quote right there from Richard Parks. He's obviously chuffed to bits for winning this award because it is quite prestigious in Irish music scenes. Uh, you know, circles, this, this is as big as it gets. Uh, but yeah, Richard obviously saying in there that yeah, they remain driven and motivated as ever for the future. Because Richard, I am sure, is looking forward to the 2018 season. And I, for one, know for a fact the band are working furiously Looking forward to the first competition of the season. So, Field Marshal picking up prizes already before they've even hit the grass this season. But congratulations to the Field Marshal for lifting such a prestigious award. Yeah, if you are interested, you can tune in to uh, TV channel TG4, which is available here in Ireland. I don't know if it's available anywhere else. Uh, you might be able to get it on satellite or that abroad. I'm not entirely sure. But it is an Irish language channel. It's TG Cahar, as we call it here. And yeah, February the 4th, the whole thing will be broadcast live as from the Belfast Waterfront Hall. So definitely worth tuning in because who knows, the Field Marshal may well be on stage to collect their award. So congratulations everyone there at the Field Marshal. Roll on 2018. Now, 
the Kingdom Thistle 2018 solo piping and drumming competition. Their entry pack is now available to download. So this is a special plug for the guys at the Kingdom Thistle there who run this event every year. They're asking people who are interested in entering their competition to please check their website now or even their social media accounts and get in early to be in order to start preparing for this amazing event. I've just read something in my script that it wasn't, yeah, I can't believe I wrote that down. Apparently this will be the first adult solo drumming qualification spot available at this event. So if you're a solo snare drummer, yeah, you're going to want to get your application in for this. So your entry pack is available for download. I think on there it has your tune uh, requirements and everything. Plus you could also be competing for that solo, you know, a spot in the adult solo drumming qualification. You know, ah, oh, man, that's just awesome. So go and check that out, kingdomthistle.com. Yeah, so yeah, the whole entry form and the whole pack and all your information there. If you want to take part in that event this incoming year for the solo impediment and drumming, go and get your entry pack downloaded now. Now, I have to address an elephant in the room. Bleary and District have cancelled their concert ensemble. I did mention it on the live show. I think I even mentioned it here in the podcast. But you talk about a slew of questions asking me why. The answer is, I don't know. <laughs> in a statement, the band had said, Unfortunately, due to circumstances, we are having to cancel the event we had planned to run on Saturday the 27th of January. If anyone had purchased tickets, you'll be given a full refund from the player you bought them from. Apologies again. Now, that's it. That's all we get from them. No explanation really why or what happens, but suffice to say... It sucks. It's not nice. We were all looking forward to this event ensemble, and you know, I had quite an amazing lineup. We had Jordan Bailey in there, with Callum Beaumont, yeah, Eric Ward as well, the legend. You know, the the night itself was going to be off the chain. It was going to be brilliant, and that's not just even saying because I was going to be there because I was, I was going to be on stage too. But yeah, the event got cancelled, and yeah, it's just not nice, you know. I'm sure even for the band organising the thing as well, I understand completely, you know, things happen, and yeah. In this case, the event had to be cancelled. So, if anyone out there did get a ticket for this event, please do get in contact with the band. They will get you a full refund. There you go. Now... One last little bit of piping news. I think I've kept you long enough for the piping news this week. Uh, The music service for pipes and drums here in Northern Ireland announced a new teaching programme which has recently started in Mid-Ulster. The funding has been provided by Mid-Ulster Council uh, to fund tuition in schools in Marifelt, Moneymore, Stewartstown and Cookstown. Next stop, apparently, is the Clocker area. There you go. Now, so... Things are gradually expanding for the music service for Pipes and Drums. Slowly they're branching out to schools all over Northern Ireland. So that's Mid-Ulster Council that has just took over, uh, took advantage of this amazing service and provided funding for it. So the guys are now out and about in the schools teaching, and which is just brilliant. You know, you're bringing kids along at primary school age, learning how to pipe and drum. It's just fantastic. So, us here in the Rab Show want to say congratulations to the guys at the Music Service for Pipes and Drums. Keep up the sterling work. I know, I do know that it is a labour of love. It's a serious amount of work for all the tutors and everything involved. But, oh so worth it whenever you see all these tiny kids, about 9, 10 years old, 
lifting the chanter for the first time you know it's just incredible so well done and if anything i would encourage any other district councils out here in northern ireland to take it up because it is an amazing opportunity and if anything teaching of piping and drumming here in northern ireland is so substandard compared to what they have in scotland now i'm not slagging off our teachers here in northern ireland If anything, we have an amazing teaching system here. We have the piping and drumming schools. We have guys who run around all the different schools and, and, you know, teach privately. We have all the bands. But whenever you look at the system that Scotland have and you can actually have piping and drumming in the school curriculum, you know, we are kind of streets behind. So... Yeah, who knows, we may get piping and drumming in schools as part of the curriculum, but at the minute it's actually, yeah, it's just a, a side, it's like a extracurricular, is that what you call it? Yeah, so it's like something extra the kids can do for a bit of fun, and that's what they're doing at the moment. So, yeah, who knows, the future's bright though, you know, it's definitely moving in the right direction. So piping and drumming in schools, yeah, right. That's it for the piping news for this week. It's been a bit crammed, so apologies there. If anything, since Winter Storm opened its doors, everything else seemed to open its doors as well. (laughs) There are quite a lot of news stories that I actually didn't get around to talking about, but we will bring them to you in next week's podcast. Now, before we fly on, this week's topic of the week was supposed to be a big one. This one was all about listener mail. It was all about your guys' questions about previous podcasts. And... I can tell you now, I only received one email. One. Yes, emails to bigrabshow at gmail.com were very, very few and far between this past week. I got one email. And even at that, it was from our voiceover guy. The guy who is not really a piping fan. So... That's what has inspired this week's topic of the week. In case anyone's wondering, um, you know, where's all the questions and stuff, is basically the answer is I didn't get any from this past week. So, yeah, I did ask you to email me in, but unfortunately I didn't receive any emails apart from one. So, I'll be bringing you this one email, and that's what we'll have for topic of the week. Right, time for me to put on another layer and pour myself another cup of tea. It's time... For the topic of the week. TwistedThistle.com Owned and operated by world champion and gold medal winner bass drummer Mike Cole. Twisted Thistle bass drum mallets are one of the top performing bass stick brands in the world. Used by our current world champions in Vararian District Pipe Band. So check out TwistedThistle.com where you can find information on available models to buy, tuning videos, Skype drumming lessons, pipe band drum scores, pipe band drumming workshops, drum tech support, just so much stuff. Check them out, TwistedThistle.com Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Pipe Band Hub, promoting the pipe band scene since 2011. 
for all your news, results and performances, follow them on Facebook, Twitter and with over 250 performances on their Audio Mac site to choose from, make the Pipe Band Hub your first choice online when you pick up your phone. There you are. That was a shout out to our wonderful patrons. If you do want to get your own little 30 second clip like those guys have, check out our Patreon page. That's the way that you can go and help support us and there are little perks for each level of donations and stuff. You know, if you do want to help us out on the show, that's the way you can do it. And say you have a business or something that you want to promote, why not? Yeah, get a wee advert. There you go. Right, time to fly on and it's topic of the week. This week's topic of the week is talking to a non-piping fan. Namely, the one email that we received this week uh, was from William. William, our voiceover guy on the Rab Show. He normally produces all the little voiceover kind of stuff in between songs, like uh, uh, more fun than Skinny Dipping in the Irish Sea. And uh, uh, what was it? What was the other one? Big Rab doesn't he pay me for this? You know, it's <laughs> stuff like that. William's a good friend of the show and has been from the very beginning. And William sent us in an email and if anything he sent us in a voicemail as well because I had asked people to send in voicemails and William had done the same. So unfortunately guys I did ask for questions and this is the only one I got. So we're not reviewing any of our old previous podcasts as we said last week but instead we're talking to a non-piping fan. So what does our non-piping fan have to say for himself? Here's our William. Right, couple of things. What do you think could make piping more accessible to a wider audience? And what I mean by that is, if I'm being perfectly honest, other than guys like the Red Hot Chili Pipers um, and, and that kind of ilk, it all sounds the same to me. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people that are not involved. And I know you made a video in the past, Rab, showing the different time signatures and you know, listening to a piece of music and but it all sounds the same. It all sounds the same. It maybe a different tempo, maybe a different pitch, but it all sounds the same. Now I understand that that is exactly the same argument that people would use for heavy metal music, it all sounds the same. Rap music, it all sounds the same. Um you know, and I am a massive I love rap music and I would say no absolutely doesn't all sound the same but that's because I have listened to it for years and you get to kind of understand the the genre a bit better so what if anything does the piping world do to attract new people to to kind of widen its audience or are they just happy the way they are they're not necessarily looking because, I mean, clearly when you look at the worlds in Glasgow, the place is heaving. So, and you look at the tattoo, the tattoo is sold out every year. Um, so maybe there is no need for it to be opened up to a wider audience. Maybe the audience is wide enough. So that would be my question there. Do you feel that it needs to be opened up to a wider audience? And if so, how do you think that that happens? So that's one. Another thing that's always puzzled me is when standing watching the... any time I've been to the Worlds with you or watched any of the videos that you put up, 
the band marches into the arena and then they all stand facing each other that's a bizarre thing to me when obviously that it's a competition and they're performing for the judges and I'm sure there must be a technical reason for that but surely as a spectator sport for want of a better term it would make more sense to face the audience now whether that means that they all stand facing out the way whether it means they start rather than the, the arena or the, the, the areas that they perform in being 360 whether it, whether they have it that they're back to back so that they can stand in lines and face the the audience the the, the, the crowd I don't know it just seems strange that uh, when you've got something that is musical like that that they wouldn't face their audience but then is that is that a lot of that because because they don't do it in the tattoo so is that because it's more about the competition than the perform the performance um, I don't know just seems a bit of a strange thing just interested in, in why why they do that what what's the logic behind it and yeah again it clearly doesn't hurt it clearly doesn't hurt it because it seems to be busy enough but it just seems odd to me so there's that um, yeah, I think that's about it. There's probably other things, but that's all the, the, the only ones that comes to mind. So, wh what what can be done to open up piping to a wider audience, um, or is is it doing just fine as it is? And what's with the standing with their backs to the to the audience to the crowds? Um, yeah, so that's my piping questions, William. I have to say thank you. <laughs> thank you for sending in these questions. And if anything, it's really interesting to hear a non-Piping fan's perspective. William has been to the World Championships with me a few times now. Maybe say two or three times. And during the whole time that I was there with William, it was a good number of years ago now, I spent my whole time trying to explain to him what was happening. And I think, by all accounts, he did manage to enjoy the day. He kind of got what was happening but at the same time, I think he more enjoyed the beer tent and the crack and everything than what was happening musically, if you understand. So, hey, William is not a piping fan by any means, but completely respects it as an art form and has questions for us piping fans. So it's awesome that he sent in the voicemail so we can chat to him. So, yeah. And hopefully you guys can gain something from this as well. I'm sure you can draw your own opinions. So his first question there is, how do you make piping and drumming more accessible how do you attract more people to it and the thing that really annoyed me is that he said it all sounds the same I'm gonna punch it oh deadly amount of times I have heard that from non-piping fans that it all sounds the same oh that's so difficult to deal with and I've tried so hard to explain to non-piping fans that no, it's not all the same. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I guess he answered his own question at the same time. He did say that he's been a hip-hop fan and a heavy metal fan for so long. And because he's been listening to the genre for so long, you know, he can 
appreciate the intricacies and the differences between each artist. Same way we can appreciate the differences and intricacies between tunes, between bands, between tunings even. Yeah, I think it's a matter of being involved in it and being a fan of it, I think, to be able to completely appreciate it. My daughter is a good example of this. Recently, she has started to learn how to play. Up until now, she couldn't have cared less about piping and drumming. It was just that weird thing that dad done, you know what I mean? But now that she's been learning how to play, she's getting such an appreciation for the music. If anything, now that we're in the car, should we be going to school? Or even if I'm just taking her in the car somewhere, she's actually asking me, to put on a bit of Simon Fraser or put on some Field Marshal there or have you got any Inverary? You know what I mean? She's requesting bands now, which is just brilliant because, you know, she can identify the differences between bands and the, the different tunes and all of that. So she's starting to get into the whole thing and, yeah, appreciate it for what it is. But William's question overall is how do you attract more people to what we do? Now, he mentioned there the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And if anything, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are a linchpin in what we do. They have attracted so many people to what we do, it's not funny. They have been responsible for so many people wanting to learn how to pipe in the first place. It's just ridiculous. And then he asked the point then, William asked the point, are the RSPBA just happy with their lot? Do they need to attract more people? That's a double-edged sword. I suppose essentially the RSPBA are happy with what they have. Just look at how big the World Championships is. If anything, well, William has been there. He's seen how large the audience is. Piping and drumming is not in danger of dying out. But should the RSPBA be doing more to attract more people to the medium? Now, as I've said, Red Hot Chilies are definitely up there as being the main point of attracting people to the medium. You know, who doesn't love it when they see the Red Hot Chilies up there rocking out playing ACDC with a set of pipes under their arm? It's incredible to watch and looks like a serious amount of fun. And anyone watching it goes, wow, I want to do that. Do you get the same thing when a band walks into an arena in the pouring rain and stands playing an MSR? Now, for those of us as fans, we would say, yeah, of course, the music they're playing is just incredible. But for those people who are non-piping fans, they would look at that and say, oh, right, how long are they going to stand there? Five minutes? Oh, God. You know what I mean? They would turn their nose up at it and say, right, this is boring. So what can we do to attract more people to the medium? Now, the people in the folk music scene are doing an awful lot to try and push the medium forward. Like we did talk about bands before being daring and, you know, pushing the envelope, you know, trying new experimental tunes. If anything, I was talking about it on a couple of podcasts ago about Field Marshal playing Fred Morrison tunes. Other bands have been experimenting with different things. Is that what's needed? You know, play these big blistering sets. You know, put it on a show. And does that attract more people to what we do? I don't know. Like, I know people who live in Glasgow and don't even know the World Championships are happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? The biggest event in the piping calendar. And it's on their doorstep and they don't even know it's on. To them, it's just another Saturday. 
So, I don't know. It is a big question. What can the RSPBA do to attract more people to what we do? And then it also asks the same question. Do they need to? Because it already is thriving. It already has a huge following. And as we all know as fans of piping and drumming, it's, yeah, it's just ridiculously awesome. <laughs> what could they do to make it any more awesome? I don't know. But I think, how do you make piping and drumming more accessible? Mm, I don't know. At the same point, to make it more accessible, you're talking about stepping away from tradition and trying to modernise. But whenever you do that, you run the risk of losing your roots. And essentially what we are competing at is a traditional medium. There is a big body of history there behind the music, behind everything that piping and drumming is about. And if you step away from that, do you lose some of, you know, some of the lifeblood of it? Do you know what I mean? Like if you opened up the medley championships and just had it almost, you know, bands walk in there and play a load of hornpipes and that's it. You know, do you cut out the Strasbourg and reels? Difficult topic. Difficult. I don't know what the RSPBA could do to attract more people. But if anything, there are absolutely no boundaries for anyone wanting to try it. We've already discovered that last year whenever we done the podcast on disabled players. You know, if you're able to hit a drum or blow a set of pipes, you're welcome. Everyone is welcome. So there are no real stumbling blocks for anybody wanting to try it. It's just how do you attract people to pick it up? You know, and I guess that's the question bands around the world are asking whenever they're trying to recruit. How do you attract people to come in through that door and learn how to pipe? It's a very interesting question, one that I don't think that we're going to answer anytime soon, but one that I would like to throw out to you guys, the listeners. Email me in if you can. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com. What do you think we can do to attract more people to what we do? And do you think the RSPBA or any piping association that you're involved in, do you think that they're doing enough? Or even have they got any interesting things that they are doing at present to attract more people? Concerts and things like that, I suppose, for pipe bands are a big deal because it shows people that pipe bands are not just all about competitions and ceremonies. They're also about putting on a show. Which brings me on to William's next question. The inward-facing circle. Oh, don't get me started. See, this inward-facing circle has always been a bugbear of mine. For anyone who has watched my interview that i done, <laughs> that i done with the Las Vegas Pipe Band guys up there on YouTube, you can go and check it out. Shameless plug, but yeah. My interview that i done with them, that's what I talked about. They asked me what my biggest bugbear was, and that's what it is. The inward-facing circle. I always thought it was strange. Even from when I was very young, starting out in the piping world, about eight, nine years old, I always thought it was weird. Why do you walk into the arena and then turn your back on the crowd that came to see you? You know, it's always been strange. Now, I completely understand from a competitive point of view that so you can look at your pipe major, at your lead drummer, at your bit, you know, you can see everybody. You can see what's going on and... It helps produce a better performance, in some opinion. It does, in my opinion, that sometimes, other times not so much. You know, there is pros and cons for the circle. I have my own thoughts on it, which I believe, eh, I don't know. 
the circle can be kept for MSR performances. I believe the MSR is the big traditional piece that we compete at every year. March, Strasbourg and Rio has always been there from day one. It's never going to change, never will and never should it change because that is the traditional part that we all learn. That is our bread and butter. However, our medley performances, that is something that can change, I believe. Even if bands don't play in concert formation, like we'd mentioned in previous podcasts, but even you know if they played in, I don't know, it's some kind of a different setting than just everyone standing and facing inwards. Yeah, of course you're going to know, I'm going to start mentioning shots whenever they've done the big turnout. If you haven't seen that, by the way, where have you been? It was the talk of the pipe band world when it happened. The big turnout, when the, the shots and guys all done and about turned and the pipers all faced the audience. It was awesome, it got everybody talking, it was great and yeah, there was no real mention in the rule book that the band couldn't do it. So... Why don't bands do it more? If anything, whenever bands are not facing inwards and they're facing out towards their audience, the sound changes. And that's a big thing. Especially when you're talking about being competitive. Everything's about sound. How does a band sound? It's all about listening and how it sounds. So if you're facing your audience, you're throwing your music at the audience. You know what I mean? You're facing towards them. You're saying, hey... Look at this cool thing I can do. And this is what it sounds like. But if you're playing in a competitive scene now. Yeah. You're in a circle. And you're turning your back to the audience. Almost trying to hide. (laughs) So. I don't know. It's been a bugbear of mine. There is no explanation for it. Other than it has been the traditional way. That we have always done it. He did ask the question. Is it um, competition versus performance? What's the logic behind it? And I did mention there, sometimes I do think that the circle, the inward facing circle, does help the competition performance. Not the actual visual performance of it, but the competition performance. The band itself, because it's facing inwards, has, is more insular. It doesn't get distracted by people, you know, I don't know, waving umbrellas around or shining bright lights or something. It's, yeah, a way and a means for the band to concentrate, face inwards, and produce what they want to produce. But you're losing the performance element of it. If anything, recently, whenever I've been looking at tenor cores, tenor drummers are kind of often lost in the middle of the band. And I say lost because... Some of these tenor drummers have to really throw their arms around for you to be able to notice that they're there. Otherwise, they're stuck behind very tall pipers or even very tall snare drummers. If you weren't actively looking for the tenors, sometimes you wouldn't notice that they're there. Unless they were actively playing out and you can hear them. But I guess we're missing the whole performance element of it. The spectacle, I guess. You know, we're not showing people how awesome this is. We're standing and facing inwards. So, competition versus performance. I guess it's about competition. That's what it's about. We are trying to be amazing musicians. We're not about going on and being amazing performers. But is that correct? 
Because whenever we're looking at the folk music scene, it's all about performance. And as we've known in the past, we've seen guys who play in competition pipe bands try to make it over to the folk music scene, and they stand there on the stage like a statue, scared to move because their feet are rooted to the spot, because that's what they've been taught. From day one, they were told, stand there, do not move, and play this hornpipe. Now, for those of you who have watched any folk bands, any folk rock bands like that, you know these guys don't stay still. <laughs> They're dancing around the stage, jumping around, the pipes under their arm. It's awesome. They make it a performance. Now, I'm not saying that us and pipe bands should be jumping all over the place like jumping beans, but we should do something that is worth looking at. Do you know what I mean? And even if that's just a different formation or something, I don't know. I haven't got all the answers, but I do think that the inward facing circle, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of it. Uh, I do understand that it's tradition. That's fine. We can compete at a tradition. Grand. But I don't know. I think the inward facing circle could be worth looking at. I don't know. I don't know. I would be interested to know your thoughts, guys. You can email me in. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Plus, get me on Twitter as well, at BigRabShow, or even on Facebook, The Big Rab Show. Loads of places where you can get in touch. If there's anything that we've talked about on this podcast or any previous ones, please, please get in contact with us. Because, yeah, this past week, there's been nothing. <laughs> so, hey, I have to give a special thanks to William, our voiceover guy, who is not a piping fan. So, before anyone starts giving him a load of abuse... Uh, he knows very little about the piping scene. So thank you, William, for uh, yeah sending those in. And yeah, if anything, I hope this kind of sparked a bit of a conversation. Maybe in your band hall you can talk about it and say, how do we make what we do more accessible? You know, how do we attract people in through the door? They say, hey, come play with us. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you know how to play a power diddle? <laughs> there you go. I'm rambling now. Right, guys, that's me for another week. Yeah, that's it for the Rab Show podcast this week. I hope wherever you are during this middle of a winter storm that you're keeping nice and dry. And, yeah, <laughs> that's it for this week. Woo, it's been a long one. Yeah, he's me saying the podcast was going to be short this week. It wasn't. Oof, there you go. Right. Many thanks to Jim Williamson for producing that uh, recording there of Sarah, plus to the other guys who were on the ground at Winterstorm producing photographs and recordings and things. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And for all of you guys for tuning in each and every week to The Rab Show, appreciate it. Yes, don't forget to check out our Patreon page if you do wish to support the show. And until next week, we will see you all again. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Many thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, raising the benchmark throughout all the grades. Winning 8 out of 9 possible world championship performances, G1 Reads are played by bands around the world, producing that quintessential tone. If you don't believe me, just listen to our current world champions in Verarian District. Until next time guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rap Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>